Would you allow me to lead you in the prayer for illumination? Let us pray. Guide us, O Lord, by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's scripture reading is from Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. It can be found in the Sanctuary Bibles on page 71 of the New Testament. It's a familiar lesson, and it's still relevant today. Again, we'll be reading from Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. Listen now for God's living word. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers, who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go. And do likewise. Here ends the reading of the word. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Reveal, O God, your wonder to our eyes. Open our hearts to Christ's love. Disperse from our minds any darkness and fill our lives with your light. Protect us, O God, from thoughts without action. Guard us from words without life. Grant us wisdom to walk in your ways and open us always Amen. to the guiding of your spirit. I find the story of the Good Samaritan to be incredibly compelling. And it's so compelling that it has become familiar to the church and perhaps too familiar. Sometimes it's easy to gloss over some of the points, uh, some of the nuance. There's just so much going on at once, how can you take it all in? For example, what is the lawyer asking about? 
We often go right to mercy or to what it means to be a neighbor, but the primary question at hand is actually neither is of he these. He's asking about what it means to live justly, to live a just life. Another focus that we preachers like to go to uh, when we read this story. But the lawyer has questions, real questions, and his main question, what he really wants to know about is, how does one inherit eternal life? He wants to know about salvation. What must one do to inherit eternal life? Now, it's so easy to overlook the significance that the helper is a Samaritan as well, which is funny because we call the story the story of the Good Samaritan. When we read this story, we often note that the Samaritan was an outsider, that was someone who wasn't easily accepted, but it's a lot more than just this. The traveler who was beaten and the Samaritan who helps him live in two worlds that do not, under any circumstances, intersect. To do so would to ignite anger among their own people if one were to actually cross that boundary to the other. These are two people who could not eat at the same table. These are two who could easily call one another enemies, even though they do not know one another. They would never do business together. They would not share a relationship and to do so would break important social rules in their communities because Samaritans and Jewish people come from two different social worlds. Now we also tend to miss the power of this call to action at the end. Go and do likewise is, is not just a simple task. It's not a checklist to, to knock off. It's often interpreted in ways that make sense to us. Go and be compassionate. Go and be merciful. Be kind and generous. Be a peacemaker. But the call to action here is really something radical and scandalous. It, it means that we must even break the rules when it is necessary to follow God's call. asks us call. to value faithful action above even our own comfort and understanding. To go and do likewise requires everything that we have, requires all that we are. And God calls people to this kind of purpose. And here Jesus articulates that purpose is to go and do like the Samaritan. Which is why our sermon series through September and October will be called Go and Do, as in Go and Do Likewise. If we were to live as those who show mercy, like the Samaritan, if we were to act in the manner that disciples act, what would we do? What are the ways that we would be responding to God? Now, the scriptures in September and October will offer a variety of paths for us to explore. And while far from comprehensive, we might consider what each of these scriptures tell us about what it means to receive mercy and to show mercy 
or ways that we might delight in God and God's ways. We'll consider what it means to commit faithfully to building up others and as well as to growing ourselves. Noticing the ways that God is building and growing the church and gratitude. What, what does it mean for us to live lives that are grateful? What might it mean if we were to pray? I mean, pray like, like it really, really matters. There are a matters. lot of ways that we, the church, can go and do, and God is inviting us continually. And this fall, we will, in Scripture, explore some of those ways that God is As I thought about this scripture and I thought about my simple sermon title, Go and Be a Neighbor, if I went back, I think I would give it a more provocative title. Something like, Go and Seek Signs of God's Unparalleled Mercy. It's a bit of a mouthful. But I think I'd change it because the scripture, while Jesus defines what a neighbor is, Jesus ultimately illustrates that mercy is at the very heart of what God in Jesus is revealing in this story. It is a mercy that is part of an identity. And it's not an easy mercy. It's not a convenient mercy. Rather, it's a mercy that takes risks challenges us, that asks people to go where they're not supposed to go. It's a mercy that's a way of life. And this is because this mercy finds its origin with John. The question the lawyer asked was about salvation. The lawyer wants to know about how to inherit eternal life. What must a person do, the lawyer is saying, what must a person do to achieve salvation, to make it happen in my life? That is the question at hand. But there's a flaw in this thinking. Assumes, the lawyer assumes that eternal matters can be held in human hands that he could hold these things in his But Jesus, hands. in bringing this story of the Samaritan, illuminates the reality that grace in the form of salvation belongs to grace God. Grace is a gift only of God's wonderful design. And God gives with this grace abundance with a manner of abundance. One could say that God is even reckless with this grace, so reckless that it would be like a Samaritan crossing a social boundary that should not be crossed. And others who no, passed they by, didn't have this same social limitation. There were others who passed by. A Samaritan finds a man harmed to an inch of his life. And though this man looks like an enemy, though the one hurt, belong, hurt belongs to a people despised by his own community, the Samaritan took care of him. He brings him to an inn to heal. And the Samaritan says to the innkeeper, I will provide for every expense required. I want this man to heal at any cost. And I will repay you, the Samaritan says, I will repay you whatever 
it costs. This is what God's grace is like. This is what it looks like to inherit salvation. There's little we can do. God lets grace flourish in the world regardless of what people say, regardless of the social boundaries that we put up. them all, take all risks to make grace known. And God plants the seeds of this kind of mercy in human lives, lives like yours and mine, so that people so that all people might live. And so when Jesus asks the question, who was the neighbor? He asked the lawyer, was it the Levite? Was it the priest? But the answer from the story is undoubtedly clear. It was the Samaritan, who the lawyer's own people despise. He still says those words. There's no denying it because by such mercy we know who the neighbor is. And Jesus tells the man, go and do likewise. Go and be merciful like the Samaritan. Go and be a neighbor in the world. And this instruction, this bold instruction, is how people of faith, how those who know God's grace are called to respond. To go and do like God does. Not because we are powerful. Not because we are more faithful. Not because we have it all figured out. Not because we are the greatest or greater than somebody else. We go and share God's mercy because we have experienced God's mercy. We have tasted the bread of life, sipped from the cup of of new mercy. And this is why I think the sermon should be called Go and Seek Signs of Unparalleled Mercy because I think they're all through this scripture. I have to believe they're all throughout the world. If we could spend our energy looking for the ways that God's mercy are active in the world, we might know more and more what it looks like to go and do. We could write a guide about going and doing. We could collect stories about going and doing. We could put together volumes of what this mercy looks like, about what people sharing this unparalleled mercy looks like, because we have seen signs of God giving it throughout the world. Having recognized it, having seen it. We would know more deeply how to embrace that mercy. And knowing how to embrace that mercy, knowing more deeply how we can then turn responding to God, going out into the world and doing as God do would mercy. do. We could love kindness. We could walk humbly with God. But the starting place of discipleship, it is not action. It is not the doing. That is the response. Action is the outcome. The starting place is the experience of God's grace, that gift that crosses all boundaries to find us right where we are, wherever we are. Ability for us to recognize God's mercy in human lives, in our lives, in the life of the world, 
and then the merciful become neighbors who go and do likewise. So may God empower the church to go and do. May God empower the church and its people to go and do. May God grow an intimate knowledge of an unparalleled mercy in our lives so that we might go and do likewise. May it be so today and always. Amen.